Massachusetts uh, is looking into a solution for all the illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. State-sponsored slavery. (laughs) Wait, what? Welcome. Welcome to the Naked Apple. Thank you. It's great to be here. It is. Always good to see you, Trev. It's good to, good to see you too, Mike. Is it? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> it does help that, you know, I got the whole, um, uh, <laughs> I just forgot his name. Dang it. Home Improvement. Their neighbor that hits behind the fence. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> This is this is what Trevor sees. <laughs> it's just a computer screen and the mic's top half of his face. <laughs> so it's it's half good to see you. <laughs> Interpret that as you will. <laughs> Interpret that as I will. <laughs> It's not not Al. Al was his uh, uh, his co-host. Uh, yeah. Co-host. Yeah. Uh, co-host. Wow. Co-host. It's gonna be a great night. <laughs> uh, Wilson. Wilson. Yes. Yes. I don't think so, Tim. Tim, don't sell your stupid instincts short. I need to go back and watch that show as an adult and see if it's hilarious. It probably is. Yes. Howdy ho, neighbor. <laughs> That's how I'm starting every episode from now on. Howdy ho, neighbor. ho, neighbor. I'll get you one of the hats that he wore all the time. Perfect. <laughs> I will wear it just for this all the time. Have your wife embroider some thing on it. I'm sure we can come up with something. <laughs> Just put something on <laughs> something. <laughs> what is that? Something. Yeah, but what is it? It's something. something. <laughs> How to tell if the person you're talking to is intelligent enough to actually talk to. <laughs> you know what? You're not worth my time. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Now I'm I'm busy googling words of wisdom from Wilson <laughs> so that I can memorize some to just throw at you. Well, good. I can't, I can't wait to be wisdomized by uh, deep thoughts from Wilson. But while you're looking that up, <coughs> make sure to redeem yourself from horrible podcast starts to Showing up to the range without the right gear with Redemption Tactical. And sure, you might not actually need their things to show up to the range. However, you should. 
because it makes you look cool. And people will ask questions, and you can tell them it's something. (laughs) (laughs) Plate carriers, plates, swag, patches, hats, all the fun things associated around that stuff. In the link below, Redemption Tactical. Now that's out of the way. I, I didn't Did I, find I didn't find a good one to follow up that. Oh, uh, I didn't give you enough time. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I found a lot of them. Just not enough. Just not, just not one that ties well. And since when has that stopped to, us from to that <laughs> doing a smooth tie-in? Getting old is like being increasingly penalized for a crime you never committed. Fair. Yeah. What do you mean you threw your back out? I mean, I sneezed, and now I can't move. That's, that's what I mean. Dude, he had some good ones. I like All of his stuff was quoting philosophers and different stuff of course. like that. But he, there were some good ones they quoted in there. Like, uh, you don't raise heroes, you raise sons. But if you treat them as sons, they'll turn out to be heroes, even if it's just in your own eyes. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Nothing I never said ever did me any harm. Uh-huh. Fair. Fair. Here's one that all of the kids these days need to hear. <laughs> a great lover is not one who romances a different woman every night. A great lover is one who romances the same woman for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better to have correct. people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. <laughs> Mark Twain. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> but speaking of inspiration, I think it is now time for the oh. inspiration that comes only from our weekly dose that is the vitamin B. It's that time. It's that time. Welcome to your news. Thank you. Here we are once again. Biden visits border to cut ribbon for official border (laughs) grand opening. I laugh because it hides the pain. In other news, ballot drop boxes installed along border wall. Ooh. On the other side. Convenience, of course. Of course. Convenience. Biden arrives at border to address his voters. (laughs) Standing amidst the razor wire. In other news, Ukraine to lose top Republican Senate seat. Hmm. Hmm. As for those of you that don't know, McConnell acknowledges he is no longer fit to be senator. Decides he will keep being senator. The turtle is leaving. <laughs> or staying. We don't really know. But he's not fit to be there. We do know that. At least he recognizes that. Yeah. In your tech news today, uh, Google execs promise to do a better job of hiding their AI's racism. <laughs> 
You weren't supposed to see that. We'll do better next time. It's it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And it obviously isn't that bad. Black woman finally feels included as Google AI generates black Nazi soldier. <laughs> Excited Netflix writers turn to Google Gemini for new show ideas. Ooh. Yes. It's about time. Last but not least, the nation was rocked this last week as... Uh, the entire AT&T network went down for mm-hmm. a, a good portion of time. However, uh, upon interviewing several AT&T customers, we came to realize they were unaware of network outages since they're used to not having cell signal. <laughs> the network was down? <laughs> yes. And this has been your Vitamin B. Love that stinger. <laughs> Quit staring at my behind, Trevor. <laughs> but um tis <laughs> You asked for it when you made that thing. Did I? You did. Okay. I'll be careful next time. No, the bee puns will not stop. (laughs) Wax on. (laughs) Speaking of not stopping, if uh, we were to summarize this week's stories into one fabulous little thing, it would sound something kind of like this. You actually were telling the truth. I do that quite a lot. Your people are always surprised. Correct. <laughs> I did glance through the titles of the things we are looking at today. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is correct. Yep. Starting off with some good news. Oh, Ven- Venezuela. Good. Venezuela. Venezuela. Good news, everyone. Mm-hmm. Their violent death tolls fall to a 22-year low. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why is that? Well, this is coming from Bloomberg, and they want you to pay to read the story. However, the first paragraph and a half that you can read, because I don't want to pay Bloomberg to read their stupid stories. However, I, the irony is not lost on me that they're the ones reporting this. Venezuela's rate of violent deaths dropped to its newest to its lowest level in more than two decades following years of massive migration as both criminals and victims fled the nation's economic crisis. Venezuela is a capitalist country? Well, free market? Of course. Hmm. Of course it is. The Venezuelan Violence Observatory registered 26.8 violent deaths per 100,000 inhabitants this year from from a rate of 35.3 for every 100,000 inhabitants in 2022. That's the lowest since 2001. So yeah, Venezuela is seeing less violent deaths 
because all the criminals are leaving the country. Where are they going? God only knows, I'm sure. Unrelated. <laughs> New York is uh, shipping illegal immigrants to Utah. Of course. Governor Cox was asked about it, and uh, <clears throat> he said, uh, so it was some monthly conference thing. And a Telemundo reporter asked him, what are your thoughts about migrants coming to our state? Are you concerned about the crisis of immigration here in our state? We know that there's some migrants that arrived here from New York City shelter this week. They actually told us that the shelter paid for the plane ticket. Are you aware of this? And is this a concern? Cox then responded talking about how mass migration in the state of Utah would be a concern and that cartels are bringing people from all over the world across the border. Didn't address anything uh, about them being here in Utah. Yeah. It's great. Also unrelated to Venezuela. Uh, I think I might have to move to Argentina. Argentina? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Make Argentina great again. <laughs> Was it ever great in the first place? <laughs> oh, it's about to be. <laughs> why? Why? Fixing why? Why? <laughs> why are you calling them pieces of shit? Because they are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actual news interview with the current president of Argentina referring to... The, the the uh liberal political party uh-huh. in Argentina. Uh-huh. Just why are you calling them pieces of shit on national television? Because Th- they are pieces of shit. Then <laughs> then proceeded to uh enact a balanced budget for the first time in Argentina. And and, and in his first few weeks slash over thirty different uh Agencies. Agencies. Cut the government in half. From the government. Yeah. Reducing re, uh, reducing uh, overall sp- government spending by more than 30%. Yeah. Thir- uh, and he's not done. Not done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> not, not done. Not even close to done. <sighs> but yeah, unrelated to the Venezuela thing. Unexpected surge of asylum seekers in Utah causes concern among local shelters. Oh, yeah. The hmm. uh, homeless shelters and stuff are full in Utah. Hmm. And because they haven't and been the full shelters. prior to. No, and the migrant shelters are also full. All the shelters are full in Utah. Ah! It's okay, though. Our legislature is working on getting taxpayer funds allocated to build a, a Major League Baseball stadium in Salt Lake City, so... They are on it. <laughs> so naturally, because taxpayer funds are going towards it, if you show your state ID at the stadium, you get to go in for free. Oh, no, that's... No, you don't. See, you pay full price still. No, but the city gets all of the uh, the, the the tourism... Um, they get all the know, tourism. They get, they get 
they you know, get, money you from know, the stadium the itself. The revenue. And the and billionaire that wants it to actually happen pays nothing for the stadium to be built and collects revenue from it. Uh, yes. Okay. Because that's a democracy. Actually, literally is a democracy. <laughs> But everybody wants to be able to go watch Major League Baseball here. And yep, yep. slightly less enthusiastically hockey. Mm-hmm. Though, how exactly the two of those things go together? Well, the only major, the only major uh, league team we have is the Jazz. We need more here. Utahns love sports. We do. Not on taxpayer dime, though. That's yeah. Well, that's how we got the jazz here, and it was wrong. <laughs> Just because you did it once doesn't mean it's correct to do it again. That's how we got the minor leagues team here. Again, it was wrong, and will continue to be wrong. <laughs> that's how they do it everywhere. It's. This is this is Wrong. like the you know in Dare when they tell told you that your friends would tell you hey everybody's doing it just say no just just say no <laughs> you need to take the Dare lessons and apply it in politics you know that here, whole peer pressure lecture we heard over and over and over again they're, yeah apply it they're gonna peer pressure you into yeah if you don't do this Utahns will miss out on la la la. Uh, no, Salt Lake City will miss out on la, 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 la. And Salt Lake City doesn't need la, 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 la at the cost of people living in St. George. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like how, you know, people with kids and people that don't have kids, you know, all paying for public education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for the betterment of society. You have, are a member of society, and that's uh, part of the cost of being a member of society. I have some choice words that I'm trying not to say out loud anymore. <laughs> does it rhyme with fire truck? It does. <laughs> it does rhyme with truck. <laughs> Starts with an F, ends in U C K. Fire truck. Fire yes. truck. Yes. <laughs> fire truck off. Fire truck your society. <laughs> Thou may ingest a satchel full of Richards. Indeed. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! I saw, <laughs> I saw this this uh, this thing the other day. I don't know if you've ever seen the Rookie um, TV show. Oh, the cop yeah, thing the, with the, Nathan Fillion. The cop one with Nathan Fillion. I actually really like the show. Yeah, it's I've seen pretty a few good. Episodes, there's yes. there's a lot in it that I'm just like, Ugh. but it's it's a pretty decent show. But there was a, a scene in I think I think it's in the newer season. I can't remember exactly where, but they uh, it's not Nathan Fillion, but it's one of the other officers uh-huh. pulls up on this this guy and his kid um, loading a truck with like wood or something, and uh, the cops roll down their window and they're like, "Hey, what's he doing out of school?" And the dad's like, "Well, he's homeschooled," and they're like. Do you have credentials for that? 
It's like, well, in the state of California, the law is you just have to be, you know, uh-huh. competent enough to, to teach your kid, which I know that's a you know variable thing and whatever. But uh-huh. between me and my wife, I think we got it covered type of thing. And they're like, well, he should be. It's it's 1026 in the morning. That boy should be in school. Well, I am in school. Oh, yeah. What class are you in? He picks up a water jug out of the back of the truck. Jim. <laughs> the cop. Go sit in the truck. <laughs> you just got schooled by a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, like, I was sitting there like, okay, that's that's pretty hilarious. Like, quit harassing the dude. Go on your merry way. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Nazi. And uh, <laughs> but the comments, the comments on the the, the clip that was posted were ridiculous somebody posted that homeschooling is child abuse and i was like homeschool like hold hold up hold up homeschooling is child abuse are you saying that they should be public schooled they should be literally sent to a education gulag designed to dumb people down to work in factories and not have any (laughs) kind of potential for their future you, that's what you think isn't it's, child abuse? It's child abuse to raise your child as a child, but it's not child abuse to send them to a place that teaches them everything about not being a child. Yeah. And punishes them whenever they do act child like things. a child. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not child abuse. It's also not child abuse sending them to an institution that across the country is struggling with not indoctrinating them into thinking they need to cut parts of their bodies off. Right? <laughs> Well, it, it's like, it, I, I, you know, I, I can't even really be mad at him because I understand he himself is just a product of the brainwashing. Um, yes. And, and it's, it's funny because like me and my wife were talking about, my wife used to be a teacher, you know, yeah. and, and we were talking about it and, and she, even she was like, but the teachers, the teachers don't see it that way. And I'm like, that's because the teachers... We're taught to go <laughs> to college to be taught to, to do these things to children. That's what they're taught to do. So they don't see anything wrong with it for the exact same reason why children put through public school don't see anything wrong with you know, anything X, Y, Z, uh-huh. you know? It, it, so first you go through the education system that brainwashes you into the the lifestyle of factory work it, it crushes critical thinking it, it does it absolutely crushes critical thinking you go through you go through this public education that destroys your ability to think mm-hmm. that's what it does it destroys your ability to think and then you go through higher education which replaces your ability to think with what you're the su- system what you're supposed to think wants you to think yeah yes like there's two tiers of it and it's all the same system it's mm-hmm. all the same Stop doesn't thinking. matter. Doesn't matter if it's public school. Doesn't matter if it's it's higher education, university, you know, whatever. Does not make a difference. The only one of any of them that's any decent at all is trade school. Uh huh. And and those even are that not pushed at all. Yeah. In public schools. Exactly. And 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 that only because they they strip it down to just what you need to do a trade, and that's the skill that they give you. Mm-hmm. But they still don't teach you 
the yeah. rest of the critical thinking and things that you need to be a fully functioning adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to talk about public or uh, about uh, child abuse in <laughs> education. Public school is it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to make a t-shirt that says public education is violence. It's violence. <laughs> or the, uh, from the office with Pam and giving him two pictures to find the difference between <laughs> picture of a public school and picture of a prison. Tell me the difference between these two pictures. A, They're the a, same picture. A public school. <laughs> it really is. They actually, I actually saw a thing the other day that was a side by side of them walking through a prison and then walking through a school. Like, same the thing. cafeteria, everything other than the bars. That's the only difference. Uh-huh. You will stick to a regimented schedule. Mm-hmm. You will do exactly as the guards, teachers say. You will have lunch when we say. You will have no snacks until it's lunchtime. You get a few minutes to go outside and play. And the only reason why you get a few minutes to go outside and play is because legally we have to allow teachers to have a break. Not because it's good for the kids to go outside and play. (laughs) That's the moment I realized public education was a scam. When I realized, wait a minute. Everyone that works gets breaks. Because the law teaches that, tells you that you have to have two breaks uh, for every eight hours worked and a lunch break. And I'm in school. I have a break, a lunch break, and a break. Huh. Oh. That's why they had to divide <laughs> school into classes because technically you get a break in between each class while yeah. you're... Each teacher teaches six classes of the seven classes in the day or whatever in mm-hmm. middle school. High school, it's four. Yeah, right. so teachers like teach three classes out of four. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Also not related to Venezuela, <laughs> but kind of related to Venezuela. Well, no, not at all. Not at all related. If you're planning on flying, make sure you get to your flight two hours ahead of time at the airport. Is that new? I, I thought that, that is was what it all, I thought it was three hours. The new guideline is show up at least two hours. Before it was an oh. hour, at least an hour, to allow for security, TSA check in, blah blah blah. I was always told it was like two hours. Yeah. Now the now the official is if you are not there at least two hours early, you might get bumped off your flight because an illegal immigrant needs to fly on the plane. Excuse me. <laughs> Say that to me one more time. If you don't show up at least two hours early to your flight, you may get bumped off of your flight because an illegal immigrant needs your seat. Well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? And no, you don't get a refund. Travelers in Texas are reportedly being bumped from flights in favor of asylum seekers pursuing standby seats at McAllen International Airport. 
The immigrants are purchasing standby tickets and border patrol agents are screening them through a process that includes checking documents to ensure none board flights illegally. Uh-huh. According to a report. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> Security officials release the asylum seekers before they arrive at the airport, often in the pre-dawn hours, leaving large number of numbers of people waiting for a limited number of seats, the report noted. The number of asylum seekers filling... It's interesting. So they drop them off in the middle of the night, not in the middle of the day. Why, why do they do it under cover of darkness? Hmm. See, I belong to a certain <laughs> secret society. I don't believe I gotta mention its name. Oh. It's been a hot minute since we've heard that one. And it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. The number of asylum seekers uh, filling McAllen International Airport has become so excessive that airlines have begun to suggest passengers arrive hours prior to departure. One American Airlines spokesperson said the airline is not even tracking the number of asylum seekers purchasing tickets or asking why they're traveling, the report noted. But you... The legal citizen must report who you are and why you're traveling. You must? Well, to a degree. You went full retard, man. Joel Cavazos uh, was attempting to fly to L.A. on Friday with his partner and six-month-old daughter when he was bumped from his American airline flight. A frequent flyer, Cavazos was not able to check in via a mobile app, and he was booted from the flight despite making it through TSA checkpoint with 30 minutes to spare, he said. His bumping from the flight forced him to miss a business meeting. No, they weren't polite at all. The initial response was, you missed your flight. We gave, we gave your ticket to someone else. It's 30 minutes before the flight leaves the gate. <laughs> you missed your flight, they told him. We have your tick we gave your ticket to someone else. If you're not here in, in time, you don't if you don't check in within forty five minutes, you lose your flight. But the plane's still here? Yes. You're still boarding? Yes. But my seat's taken. Yes. The seat that I paid for. That I paid for. Uh-huh. And that I'm a regular. There's no way they can legally do that. Uh, there's a lot of stuff airlines can legally do. That's absolutely absurd not without reimbursing you though yeah there's there's absolutely no way it's legal for them to take your your seat away and not reimburse you for it but wait there's if more. the plane hasn't left yet or you haven't been removed from the plane for something after Kvesos was bumped the airline refused to remove his bags from the flight are you freaking kidding me as a resident of the Rio Grande Valley, there's been many times that we show up and 10 then to they stole the his flight. personal things. <laughs> this is such a lawsuit. But where do you take it? <laughs> where do you take the lawsuit? There's usually no one at our airport. You can kind of skim through security as long as you just have your carry-on. You know, the trick is always to not have any checked luggage. As long as you have your carry-on, you can pretty much make it. It has never been a problem. In the past few years, Cabezos uh, has noted a growing number of asylum seekers making their way on flights. You can tell who's a migrant and who's not. They have paperwork. They have little folders. You can tell that they're not American, per se. And apparently uh, here at home at Salt Lake Airport, there's people 
showing pictures and videos of migrants that are just sleeping on the benches and chairs and stuff like that throughout the airport because they're between flights or they decided that's a good place to just stay and sleep so yeah That's, um, that's so sad. Uh-huh. Massachusetts uh, is looking into a solution for all the illegal immigrants. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. State-sponsored slavery. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh... Yeah, this is a video. This is a video. This is good. This is good, 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 good. This is a uh, a lovely couple in Massachusetts that signed up to host illegal immigrants in their home. Massachusetts was on the union side back in the day. <laughs> right, but the party switched. Ah. So yeah. <laughs> that what happened? We had a party switch? The parties switched, so I'm told. No, they didn't. up here get this nice little report up here Ellen and Jessica Stokes called the state to sign up to be a host family it took less than an hour for the displaced migrants to be dropped off at their door she's on the bed how many people are coming where that where are they from what ages we knew we really knew nothing the need is so clearly uh, overwhelming the family of four who didn't want to go on camera had been sleeping at Logan Airport the parents and two kids journeyed from Chile to Texas then Massachusetts and there are so many stories like it it's boggles the mind that there are so many hundreds of those stories. Oh, is that all? Dang it. Didn't do the full story. Rude. So rude. Dang it. Didn't do the full. I thought that was the full thing. My apologies. Um, but that was just a 33-second clip of it. Yeah, just a little teaser. Um, but the story goes on. I'll, see, I'll have to try to find the full thing and put that in the link. But the story goes on, and she talks about how lovely it is that this family, you know, they cook for them, they clean the house for them, <laughs> do their laundry <laughs> and the state sponsors it here you you folks can go live with this fine white couple right here <clears throat> make sure you do their laundry cook their meals for them oh, I mean to be fair if they're not paying rent, it it is at least respectful to do some household chores. <laughs> it it is respectful to to do that. Yes, I just love that it's state sponsored. State sponsored. <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't. This isn't slavery. It's indentured servant. It's, uh, it, uh, 
Would you let an illegal immigrant sleep, stay in your house? <laughs> yeah. Really? No. <laughs> no. No. Oh, it's fine, though. The state made sure that they're not, you know, bad people and all this stuff. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michigan is uh, looking at a similar solution. Trust that about as far as I can throw, Trevor. <laughs> That's pretty far. It's like half an inch. Well, it depends on how I'm throwing you, I guess. Mm. Fair. Um, Michigan is looking at a similar solution by asking residents to help house and settle migrants amid the border crisis. So they want they want uh, residents to sign up to you can take them in your home for a little bit, but help them find their own house and help them find a job. Yeah, they're here illegally, yes, but help them find a job and find a residence. <laughs> Register to vote. Ah. <laughs> Buy him a plane ticket back to Mexico. Yeah, you just hop on this plane here. Yeah. It'll take you to a lovely, lovely Get on home. this plane right here and you'll be... This is where I just was. Home in no time. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Ah. Joy Reid. Ah, yay. Probably the worst named person in the world. It's most ironically named person in the world. Uh-huh. Um, she had some comments uh, reacting to Alabama uh, Supreme Court saying that... Uh, <laughs> this is funny. The head, uh, MSNBC's... Joy Reid reacts to the state of Alabama banning in vitro fertilization. They did not ban it. They just said if it's fertilized, it's it's a human. a human. Therefore, it is protected under the law in Alabama. The uh, in vitro clinics decided they're all shutting down because they don't want to mess with that. Oh. Oh. Okay. So because of that, they're banning it, I guess. But anyways, this was her response to uh, what what was what was done. Let's see. The United States has a population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party, Senator Tuberville, is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which. I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because it doesn't um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people, that if more people come into the southern border, this is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids. Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? You're also a senator from the state of Alabama. God help the people there. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids? 
why does the state of Alabama need more kids? More kids for what? There was a time when the state of Alabama absolutely needed more kids because, you know, Alabama was a slave state. And the mandate of the planter class in Alabama was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property. (laughs) (laughs) Just jump back for a second. You're right. 10 million doesn't make any sense because as of January 23rd, 2024, the number was 10.2 million illegal immigrants under the Biden presidency. You may continue. You may continue. (laughs) It was for black women to produce more kids because those kids were property and they could work more kids and make more money on their plantations. Are you saying the state of Alabama needs more kids because you think that those populations will include people who are maybe destitute and desperate enough if you kick out the immigrants like a lot of y'all want to do and you could make them do the work that the migrants are doing now? Because that kind of sounds slavery-ish. I love how she just puts words in people's mouths and sounds stupid doing it. I mean, you're also a white guy. Are you saying the we is white folks need more kids? Is this like a great replacement thing where you're concerned that there's not enough white people in the population versus the growth of the Latino <laughs> population, the black so population, the Asian racist. American population? And she so is so racist. White people need to make white women have more kids, and that's the we, and that's the why, because... The we as a species need to have more kids. Well, handmaid's tale don't you think? Yeah. So while she's appropriating white culture with her hairdo. (laughs) So the reason he's saying we need to have more kids, at least one of the reasons, is we're in a static population decline. Uh That, That means that our fertility rate is dropping drastically this is the fertility rate in 1963 was 5.3 the fertility rate in 2021 was 2.3 and it's continued to go down since then and you need what is it 2.7 or something like that to be break even uh you know what i don't actually know let me look i think it's something like that it's it's a weird number you would think it's two is break even but (laughs) 2.1. 2.1. 2.1. So we are overall total fertility rate of 2.1 is needed to remain for a population to remain stable. So the U.S. does not have a stable population. That's the problem. We are, yeah, yeah. And uh, I wonder if Joy Reid would be perfectly fine, and people like her. I wonder how they would react if. Myself, if I just showed up to their house, walked through the door, threw open the fridge, took all the food out, and propped my feet up on their couch and just stayed there, how would they react? As of January 2024, our fertility rate is 1.786. So we're declining. We're a dying population. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We are are a declining population. Gosh, damn it population <sighs> yeah yeah so the the concern isn't you know we're worried about being replaced we're worried about dying and not we as in white people just we is as in humanity 
uh-huh. as as in the country. See that, and we're gonna kind of touch into this a little later with some other stories. But when you replace a population that has a certain standards, morals, and all that stuff, with another population that doesn't care about those standards and morals. And that population that doesn't care about those standards and morals is repopulating at an extremely high rate. Before you know it, you're going to have a lawless population. Oh. (laughs) Did you see... uh, Who was it? Was it... The BBC, I think, they went to Sweden to see how they're handling the migrants there. And everyone was all hunky-dory, happy, fine. And then the police left. And the uh, migrants started throwing rocks and attacking them and trying to steal their equipment. And they come from places that uh, aren't Western in their foundation. And by Western, meaning based on Judeo-Christian principles. So while she's sitting there trying to slam... It sounds like a handsmaid's tale to me. Yes, that handsmaid tale that is completely inaccurate in almost every way, shape, and form. Um, the basis of that comes from Christianity and all the stuff you enjoy comes from uh, Judeo-Christian principles where people are taught to treat each other with respect and to follow the law and women aren't property. And the people coming into the country today are from countries where they don't care about personal property they don't care about respecting you, let alone your property. And they think women are property. <laughs> huh. 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 Yeah. Also, it's hard to trust someone that has eyebrows painted on their face that are way too high for eyebrows. <laughs> some good news NASA has discovered that plant life thrives with CO2 The headline, CO2 is making Earth greener for now. (laughs) A quarter to half of Earth's vegetated lands has shown significant greening over the last 35 years, largely due to rising levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide, according to a new study published in the journal Nature Climate Change on April 25th. This was from 2016. (laughs) An international team of 32 authors from 24 institutions in eight countries led the effort, which involved using satellite data from NASA's moderate resolution imaging spectrometer and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's advanced very high resolution radar instruments. Do they come up with these long names to get an acronym that they like or something? 
It's weird. To help determine the leaf area index or amount of leaf cover over the planet's vegetated regions. The greening represents an increase in leaves on plants and trees equivalent in area to two times the continental United States. Wow. Huh. <clears throat> now, in case you didn't know, green leaves use energy from sunlight through photosynthesis to chemically combine carbon dioxide drawn from the air with water and nutrients tapped from the ground to produce sugars, which are the main source of food, fiber, and fuel for life on Earth. Studies have shown that increased concentrations of carbon dioxide increase photosynthesis, spurring plant growth. Huh. Who would have thunk? <laughs> me. In like 1995. <laughs> right. Me oh, you mean all those greenhouses that they're pumping CO2 in to school. make sure the plants grow better? Oh. The, oh Maybe okay. that's why I learned that. Because I grew up in a rural area where we needed to know how plants grow. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. You critical thinker, you. Maybe. <clears throat> Who now, knows? They, they, want you to, they want to be clear, though. While rising carbon dioxide concentrations in the air can be beneficial for plants, it is also the chief culprit of climate change. The gas which traps heat in Earth's atmosphere. Oh, yay. Has been increasing since the industrial age due to the burning of oil, gas, coal, and wood for energy and has continued to reach concentrations not seen in at least 500,000 years. Oh, so it was higher 500,000 years ago before the industrial age? That's not what we meant. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, you can accurately measure how concentrated the air was 500,000 years ago. Gotcha. The impacts of climate change include global warming, rising sea levels, blah, 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 blah. The rest of it's just Bolshevik stuff. <laughs> trying to cover for... <laughs> trying to backpedal from their report that shows that they're wrong. <laughs> we found this report that proves everything that we're saying is wrong. But let me tell you why the report is not right. <laughs> Wyoming! Where it's rare to find more people than it is to find antelope. It is the place where we can find rare earth minerals. Oh, lots of rare things there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A discovery of 2.34 billion metric tons of rare earth elements was discovered in a mine outside of Sheridan, Wyoming. So look for a national park to be um, dedicated somewhere around Sheridan, I'm guessing. Yeah. What? Wait, why, why would they, why would they do that? Uh, because for four years after his vice presidency, uh, Joe Biden was on the payroll of China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Cause if this, uh, if this mine so has, if he goes and makes that a national park, they can't mine it. Yeah. And, and China's interests will be protected, but not America's interests. No, no, we need to, Get rid of our dependence on foreign nations, but not China. Um, yeah, according to available data, the U.S. uses about 8,300 metric tons of these vital elements annually. The Brook Mine in Wyoming is believed to have reserves totaling 1.2 million metric tons. 
making America the world's largest processor of some of the most in-demand uh, rare earth elements. Hmm. 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 It's weird how the more they talk about stuff being scarce and all that stuff, the more we find that America has abundance of those things available. Weird. Almost like it was a part of the grand plan or something. I don't know. I've... In New York, there's a lawsuit against the state and its concealed carry law. And if, for whatever long shot reason, this lawsuit succeeds, it could burn a hole straight through every concealed carry law in all these liberal, stupid cities and states. Yay. So right now, if you want to conceal carry in New York, you just have to get a concealed carry license from New York. They don't accept anybody else's. The argument is that how can that be legal when New York accepts driver's licenses from other states and other licensing from other states? but they won't accept a concealed carry license from other states. <laughs> That's just going to make it so that nobody can drive in New York. One, why? <laughs> why would you try to drive? Well, I guess outside of New York City. You know, it's fine. But still, Why? Would you want to drive through New York? <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Lawsuit filed by the Gun Owners of America and the Gun Owners Foundation lists Carl Higby, a Connecticut resident who hosts a show on Newsmax, a conservative outlet, alongside two Massachusetts men as plaintiffs. The lawsuit names uh, newly nominated state police superintendent Stephen G. James. <coughs> And the sheriff's, they have a police, state police superintendent, interesting. And the sheriff's <coughs> of Rensselaer and Columbia counties as defendants. In addition to several unknown defendants involved in implementing a concealed carry law, the plaintiffs have concealed carry licenses in their respective home states and are able to use those permits to carry a firearm in many other jurisdictions. They contend that New York is the only state in the nation to not recognize gun permits from other states. For non-residents of New York, the entire state is practically exempted from the Second Amendment. It, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so these guys live... That, that's, that's their plan, yes. Mm -hmm. These guys live in the states bordering New York, and they do business in and around New York and or hunt in or around New York. <clears throat> and so if they pass this imaginary line while hunting, they are suddenly a felon. And if they pass that imaginary line while carrying their weapon in their car, they are now a felon in the state. Even though they must travel to and from things like that for, like I said, hunting or um, business or whatever, work. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one uh, if it goes through. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, a thing here. This is starting to make the rounds. Oh, goody. Uh, Christian nationalism. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That thing. That thing. Have you seen this? No. So uh, let me make sure I get the right buttons pushed over here. Now, this is uh, from MSNBC. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The the one thing that unites all... That's a little little clip of what she went on to talk about. Huh. I'm going to send you a link. Just for funsies. Just for funsies. You can, you can put the two of these things together. Two, you, two, two together? Like. Send it's in the email. Do-do-do-do-do. Refresh. Babylon B. Oh, yes. Yeah. Get a load of these insane Christian nationalists who believed rights come from God and not the government. <laughs> it's a picture of uh, the founding fathers signing oh, the yeah, yeah. Declaration then, of Independence. And then if you, if you open the article, it actually has them all listed out. You know, yeah, this, this like idiot named, named John, John Locke. Locke. <laughs> who... I mean, this loser thought liberty came from the law of nature and wasn't subject to the legislative authority of man, whatever that means. <laughs> Rights come from the government. Total loser, Thomas Jefferson. Just look at the unhinged insanity in the eyes of this deranged radical. <laughs> A stupid thing called the Declaration of Independence. You know, because we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Who wrote that? (laughs) Some dummy named Thomas Paine. Paine claimed that every child born into the world must be considered as deriving its existence from God. Uh, yeah, okay. (laughs) The the, the moron and inventor of lightning... (laughs) Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> this creep said that liberty is derived from the laws of God. Put this one on an FBI watch list. He's about to storm the Capitol. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that sparked a whole national conversation of how evil Christian nationalism is. And it got me thinking because I've heard before, you know, building a border wall is a Christian, very Christian thing to do to which most people pointed to the Vatican. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would point to Jerusalem, but that's fine too. Because the Pope was uh, saying things like that at the time. <laughs> but it got me thinking. The Christian thing to do on borders, is there something in the scriptures that tells us the Christian thing to do on the borders? And then I remembered everyone talks about the gates, the pearly gates with St. Peter at the gate. And St. Peter determines whether or not you get to go inside the gate. Huh. Well, that's not actually the scriptures. Sure, 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 sure. Well, I got one that is a scripture. Mm Hmm. Psalms 147, verses 13 and 14. Uh-huh. Uh, which I'm going to actually find the KJV version of this one because it's... A little, little goofy. Yeah. The, the wording is a little bit weird on the one that I just pulled up. Um, let's see. Scriptures, Old Testament. Finding it. He's finding it. Finding it. Finding it. Yeah, just... Psalms, uh, one, what did I say? 147? Yeah, 147. Psalms 147, verses 13 and 14. For he hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. Hmm. Yeah. So there's that. But there's also, does anybody get to just go into heaven? Uh, no. Narrow is the, the way. Oh, straight is, straight is the way, narrow is the gate? Yeah, straight is the way, narrow is the gate. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it means that it is very difficult. It means that it is... is there's a very set certain way to, to do it. Certain way. To, there's a certain way to do it, and there's certain requirements that have to be met mm-hmm. to pass through that straight and narrow way. So there's some sort of merit-based thing to get into heaven, more or less. So why is it unchristian? Ninety percent of Christians just scoffed at you. So why why is it unchristian to have a border around your country where you profess to have Judeo-Christian values to have some sort of merit-based guideline in order to enter the country and become a citizen of the country? Hmm. Um, a little history on uh, becoming a naturalized citizen of the U.S. Um, before 1790, it was basically up to the individual states to control immigration, which made sense because everyone was coming from the ocean, which all the states were touching at the time. <laughs> <laughs> 1790... 
um, the act of March 26, 1790 kind of uniformed the whole process, um, setting a resident requirement of two years. So you had to live here for two years before you could be considered a citizen. And 1795, another act was passed. It raised residency requirement to five years. It also required for the first time a declaration of intention to seek citizenship at least three years before naturalization. Hmm. 1798 Naturalization Act, a time when political tensions were running high and there was an increased desire to guard the nation. The residence requirements for naturalization was raised from five years to 14 years. Four years later, Congress passed the Naturalization Act, which reduced the residence period for naturalization from 14 back to 5. And in 1824, made it easier for the naturalization of certain aliens who had entered the U.S. as minors by setting a two-year instead of a three-year interval between the Declaration of Intention. So it just goes on and on. They're going back and forth, but it's basically, from the beginning, Ben, you have to declare that you want to be a U.S. citizen and, uh, well stay here and prove that you're going to be a contributing member of society and not a leech. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. Christian nationalism. Yes, how dare people say that your rights aren't don't come from the government because that would make people start to question the government when they say you must do this thing. Yeah. And we wouldn't want people questioning their government. No, no. The government knows all. It only cares about you. The government is here to help you. <laughs> we're from the government, and, and we're, we're here, here to help. help. <clears throat> That's great. Terrifying words were never spoken. Go away. <laughs> I'm doing this for your safety. Help me help you. <laughs> Lies that people tell themselves to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. the, government, the government would never lie to me. Uh-huh. Is that because you make government your God? Because God never lies. Therefore, you must have someone that does not lie to be in control of how you think. Not in control of how you think, but to dictate the manner in which you think. Yeah. Yeah. So, you make government your God because God can't lie. Therefore, when the government says, do the thing, I must do the thing because the government would never lie. This is what happens when godless people <laughs> are in positions of power. <laughs> they give you a god to worship when you don't have one to worship. Uh, people are so easily manipulated, it's, it's not even funny. I, I was uh, reading a story um, about a history teacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've already been over what, what we, we feel about public <laughs> education. It's, it's different. This guy's one of the good ones. Oh, okay. This guy's one of the good ones. He's, he's one of the ones that understands. Um, but he was doing a test uh, with his students, 
and um, he told the class uh, beforehand that what was it? There was there was a specific thing that they couldn't do during the test, and I can't remember what it was. A specific thing they couldn't couldn't do, or that they had to do during the test. Um, <clears throat> and he, he stands at the front of the, the class and watches everybody as they're doing the test. And, and he points out one of the students about, you know, a little bit into the test, points out one of the students and is like, you, you didn't do the thing. You've got to go. Uh huh. And there's, there's like three other students in the classroom that were all sitting next to him that were like, he he, he didn't break he didn't, the rules. He didn't yeah. break the rules. Yeah. He didn't break the rules, but they didn't say anything. Right. Because they didn't want to get in trouble. Because they didn't want to get in trouble. And he, he and, and the kid tried to defend himself. He's like, no, I didn't, I didn't break the rule. I didn't break the rule. And, and the, so the teacher's like, was there anybody in here that will stand up for him? Mm-hmm. Not a single kid in the class. Not a single one of them stood up for him. So he sends the kid out in the hall and the teacher turns to him and, and said something flippant, like welcome to the third Reich or something like that. Like, uh-huh. like you, you've just, you've just realized what it's like. This is, this is how you get good people to do bad things. Yep. You, you put an authority figure in front of them that, that they've been told is is it. It's the end all be all. Yeah. And then and then they don't stand up. They don't believe their lion eyes. And that's that's where that's what we've come to. There are a lot of people that are looking around and seeing, wait, they didn't break the rule. But they're not saying anything. Uh huh. Case in point, <clears throat> most of the January six people that are being prosecuted for nothing, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump, and uh, uh, this morning uh, we've been sharing his uh, um, January six tapes that he's been exposing. Uh, Stephen Baker. Yes. Uh, was told by the FBI he has to turn himself in um, Friday morning and uh, they still will not tell him what he's being charged for but as soon as he's in their custody they will release to him what it is he's being charged for. And he was instructed to wear uh, t-shirt shorts and flip-flops. I'd show up in a tuxedo. And he's decided that he's going to show up in his best suit. Good man. As he should. Now, he's an independent reporter. He works for, he's contracted to work for The Blaze currently. Um, But he's an independent reporter. He is one of 60, at least, official reporters that were in and around the crowd of January 6th. New York Times reporters are not being threatened by the FBI. New Yorker reporters aren't being threatened by FBI, ABC, NBC. All of them, they're not being 
any of the ones that are towing the line uh-huh. and reporting what they're told to report yeah. are not. So this uh, reporter is getting uh, Steve Baker, along with others like him, are getting thrown into jail and prison because they reported what they saw and didn't spin the story. And all of the other reporters that were there and all of the other outlets are staying dumb silent on the matter. Or if they do say something, they say, well, yeah, he's a J sixer. So he must be punished. Yeah. You know, you know, what kind of places jailed journalists for reporting in the news. Uh, Putin, China, Myanmar, Belarus, uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. No, Ukraine's <coughs> the good guy. Ukraine jailed reporters that spoke negatively about Zelensky. Oh, and they're extending martial law so there won't be elections this year in Ukraine. But they're the good guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with the stupid trans stuff going on with the... You see that kid in the um, high school? They got one... Some high school, was it Virginia or somewhere out there, <clears throat> has this boy playing on the girls' team, and he injured three of the girls on the opposing team forcing the opposing team to forfeit because they didn't have enough players to play the game. All of the parents stood by and said nothing. One school spoke out and said, we're not playing against that team. That school has been forced to forfeit every single game because of it. The rest of the schools... Oh, no, we'll play, we'll play, we'll play. So the madness goes on. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, FAFO scale works both ways. Yeah. In this case, the lack of your response to effing around gives you a find out. I do have one more thing and on a more lighthearted note. Oh, goody. <laughs> it is a hot mic. Good news, everyone. Fine. A little premature. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Yes, it is a hot mic. So, that means I have to do... You know what I hate about being right? That's hot. That's really hot. It's when I'm right six months before other people will admit that I'm right. That's really hot. All right, I'm done. I love it. (laughs) 
But this is AI Tucker Carlson commenting on the Lord of the Rings. I was going to say, that looks like The Hobbit. Yeah. This is this actually is pretty decent. And this go. is really good. Yeah. Good evening, and welcome to Tucker Carlson Tonight, Middle Earth Edition. Now, oh, as nice. any honest and decent person knows, Sauron is not a figure to be taken unconcernedly. This wasn't up for debate even a few years ago, but all of a sudden, you've got militarized Nazgul patrolling the Shire and threatening the ability of its citizens to travel freely. So why are some of Middle-earth's residents, namely Saruman the White, signing off on it? What's really going on here? Four unassuming hobbits, not warriors, not politicians, are embarking on a journey that would daunt even the most seasoned adventurers. Why? Because when the fabric of freedom is threatened, it's the duty of every citizen to stand up to tyranny, period. When did we forget how to say, well, actually, no, you can't just enslave the whole world. Sorry, that's not how things work. And let's be clear, these hobbits aren't delusional. They don't believe they can defeat such darkness on their own. But we all get the sense that they understand that standing up to evil, no matter how insurmountable it seems, is what separates the moral from the cowardly. Anyone with a pulse and two brain cells can't help but feel inspired by a story like this. Courage isn't just a word. It's the pillar on which every civilization worth remembering is built upon. The moment we forget that is the moment that evil wins. Hmm. That was magical. I didn't know I needed that in my life. That was right? really good. Right? That was really good. <laughs> wow. Your thoughts. <laughs> I'm in, I'm impressed at, at what AI did there. It wasn't perfect, but it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm not sure why this is a hot mic. Well, it's hot mic is just getting your reaction on something. It's oh. not necessarily supposed to be a negative thing, uh, although that was the original intent of it. I see. <laughs> I I was thinking that that you like secretly added an and bothered in there somewhere. Wow. Oh. Hot mic and bothered. Hot and bothered mic. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's all hot and bothered. <laughs> I thought that was. I had no idea our conversation was going to go the way it did before going into this. <laughs> but <laughs> you had no idea I was going to make a reference to being aroused after that. No. Before. Oh. Before. Oh. Conversation before. Okay. <laughs> you know, standing up to evil. You know. The whole history teacher thing you just yes. spilled out. Right. Okay. You know, relatable to this. <laughs> I just have to be clear. <laughs> oh, it's clear. It's clear where you are. <laughs> yeah. No wonder uh, that book is concerning to the British government, as we learned a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Anything from C.S. Lewis. 
That was talking. And talking. That's what I do. Talk, talking is Lord of the Rings. Yes. That's C.S. Lewis is Narnia. That's what I meant. I would like to see them do an AI one on Narnia. I'm sure there's one there somewhere. There's another one of Alex Jones doing something like that, too. And there's a part two for Tucker Carlson, if you are so interested in finding them. Hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought that was an interesting summary because uh, as he's going through it, I was like, this is today. Everything he's talking about is today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some unassuming individuals that actually start turning crap around. Hopefully. Donald Trump's going to say he's not. <laughs> he's not. He might make some great steps in uh, fixing and correcting the course, but it's not on him. It's on you it's on us it's trump is more like the writers of rohan than than the hobbits yes he can he can go fight the army while somebody else sneaks around and drops the ring in the volcano he can be the distraction he's a distraction He's very good at that. A very bombastic distraction. Is, hey, is I'm over thing? here, Sauron. Is there, is you there got a, better... a bone to pick. It's right here. <laughs> is there a better kind of distraction? <laughs> Sauron, more like Saroff. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> the sanctimonious. <laughs> Nazgul, more like nasty. <laughs> wow. For Frodo. Frodo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, like George Washington. He was an amazing president. Arguably the greatest president we've had. But he was the greatest because he had people who were willing to support the nation that he thought needed to be built. Yeah. Same with all the other greats in our history. It wasn't just them. They just happened to be at the head at the right time with the right hobbits, quote unquote. How many founding them. fathers were there? Well, there were, f- was it 56 signers? Officially, um, outside of that, there's more founders, depending on how you actually the want. Principal to. founding fathers number seven. Seven. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and James Madison. Seven. Hmm. That's where it gets tricky, though, because if you talk to those seven, uh, many of them talk uh, speak of Benjamin Rush being their inspiration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> that's why I say 56 signers, I believe it was. And uh, outside of that, there's others that definitely helped make things that Thomas Paine mm-hmm. is often considered a founder, even though he wasn't one's, one of the ones that signed stuff. So, yeah, so there's, there's considered seven 
principal core founding fathers, and then there's upwards of 39 to 55 that are considered maybe founding fathers. But there are seven that are always always included, which is those seven. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were as great as they were because there were people around them the unnamed heroes around them that made things happen. Paul Revere, for example. We know all about Paul Revere, or at least we think we do. Uh, but we don't know about the other two writers who also went out on that midnight run. Uh, Sybil Luddington went a different direction. <clears throat> we don't know much about Sybil because, well... Uh, the British didn't go that way, so wasn't as important. The other writers, I don't remember their names offhand, uh, saved Jefferson's life because they got to his house just in time, got to where he was staying just in time for him to leave the back door as the British came through the front door. <laughs> Bunch of unsung heroes that actually made the stuff happen on the ground while they, Washington and others, had their names plastered on a document for the king to try to kill, uh, pledging their lives, fortune, sacred honor, uh, by name, um, so they could take the hit while the people underneath did the grunt work under to make things happen. So, yes, Donald Trump might help fix a couple of things, but they only get fixed if we stop voting for the idiots that keep putting this crap in place. All the way down to your school board. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, like, subscribe, follow. Make sure that you go and check out Redemption Tactical. Mm-hmm. Leave them a review. Say hi. Say hi. That's it. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> hi. It's the appropriate number of stars and the appropriate greeting. The appropriate review. Yes. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And other than that, till next time. Bye. Bye. Did you make an outro clip? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Do we have an outro clip? Do we even have an outro clip? Does one exist? I've been just waiting, just waiting for it. For an outro, a whole new outro. <laughs> a dazzling scene that hardly anyone sees. All right, I'm going to cut you off. What's, what's even better is this is at the end. Yes, it's the best. They still won't know what's the going sweet on. Sweet cherry on the top. Sweet <laughs> cherry on top. That was so bad. I'll float on camera's still flickering. That's annoying. So annoying. Oh, wait. Something something jumped with the audio I needed to fix. I don't know what it is.
Ooh, maybe uh, turn the feedback to the computer down just a bit. Feedback to the computer? Yeah. What do you mean feedback to the computer? Because uh, this goes to the board, then the board goes to the computer. Somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Your mic comes to the board, and then the board exports all audio to the to the computer. Yes. Yeah. So is there a volume control for that side? No. Okay, then. Well, there's know. a volume control for the microphone, and there's a volume control for the sound that the computer sends to the board. Yeah, I don't know then. Oh. I mean, oh, that's for the sounds. This is for the volume from the computer. This is for the volume from the microphones. I, got, I could turn everything down. Let's try that just a little bit. A tick or two. Just because it's still that weird, loud. And I don't know what we changed from the first time we had a successful thing. But anyway... <coughs> um, the only thing that we've changed at all is um, something I can't change it while we're it was the audio processing the noise gate mm. I, I turned back on there, I just turned it off. But that was because we still had all that background noise. I think that background noise might have been because... So I, I learned if I mute the screen, if I don't mute the screen, it feeds back twice. Uh, so that might have been what that was. No, like you could hear like everything that was going on around uh, everywhere. Uh, blah, 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 like anytime we moved anything, anytime... We did it anytime we bumped anything. You can hear it all when the noise gate's not on. Interesting. Well, we'll see how this turns out. Okay. And it made it made our backup audio worse than the. <laughs> yes, there's that because it makes this almost completely unfiltered, but then Streamyard filters what comes out of this. So. I don't know. It's sixes. Yeah, it's whatever. 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 All right. I think I. I think I have all the things. Okay. I think it. Yeah. I'm recording. I'm recording. Oh well. Did you give them the clap yet? <laughs> of course not. Why would you? Why would you not do that? He's got the clap and he's giving it to you. The clap is never early, nor is it ever late. It arrives precisely when it means to. Did you log into X? I did. Okay. Were you we notified just, that that occurred? We just got an email that popped up on my watch that said you have logged into X. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, we're good to go. Why are you flickering? Uh, that's what I was trying to fix, and apparently it didn't fix it. So maybe that USB outlet's frizzled frazzled maybe the camera is busted maybe the camera's busted is that the broken one no this one's the broken one like this one's broken broken 
but it might be the cable for the camera that's bad. Fabulous. Yes. Fantastic. So good. So good. Well, then, should we... I don't know. Start. Well, before we start, I think... I think uh, you must know. I must know. What must I know? China's piano dreams are fading for a crash-strapped middle class. What? (laughs) That's the headline on Bloomberg. China's piano dreams are fading for a cash-strapped middle class. (laughs) Everybody's got a little Asian in them. And you can always tell because when they don't understand what you say... (laughs) The squints come out. (laughs) That was my racist joke for the night. It's okay, there will be more. Wait. (laughs) Or more already happened since this is at the end. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Or is it? Or is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, shall we? Shall.